I did trap shooting um, and Love archery. It. Okay. I did cake decorating. Blowing stuff up and putting frosting <laughs> on cakes. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a Bible verse, Colossians 1.17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations, they are an invitation. Because as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that is not what's best for us, with God, or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Hello. Welcome to Christ in All Things. Uh, I'm Pastor Jason Schockman, your host. And I'm Pastor Lance O'Donnell, the co-host, indeed, of this episode. Uh, we are returning to a format that we have enjoyed before here at Christ in All Things uh, called the Let's Sit Down and Talk to People We Know and Love. Because uh, as pastors, we get to have some of these pastoral conversations. Uh, and today we have in studio with us, Adriana Lubner. Hello. Yay! And there was much rejoicing. I don't know what happened to my applause button or I would have hit it. There it is. So, Adriana, what is it that you do here at St. Paul's? Um, I'm the kindergarten teacher, and then I also am the middle school youth director, and I coach track and cross country. So you're kind of involved in a whole lot of aspects of our life together here at St. Paul's, and we love it, and we're thankful. Uh, and because of the energy and joy that you bring to those things that you do, we wanted to sit down and talk with you here at Christ in All Things. We sent you an email ahead of time and prepared you to answer a couple of questions. And these are the questions that we always ask to our guests, uh, and today we get to ask you. So I'm pretty excited about that. I am too. So what's your name? First name? Adriana. What does it mean? It means dark. That's one of the meanings. Did your parents know that? Um, I don't know. That's probably not why they picked it. So why did they? Do you know? Yes. So they were at swim lessons um, with my older brother, and somebody there in his class had the name of Adriana. And my mom really liked it, so she came back and told my dad. And, and she was prego at the time? Yes. Okay. Yep. And now, how many siblings do you have? I have seven siblings, so I'm one of eight. And where are you in the order? I'm number three. Okay. And so mom's pregnant. She has two. Number three is on the way. And she hears this name at a swim practice or something. Yeah, swim swim lessons. lessons. Okay. I like Adriana. Mm -hmm. Okay. And how about the middle name? Um, it's named after my grandma. Oh, after grandma. Yep. Carol. So which grandma? Grandma Carol. So it'd be on my mom's side. So how do you pronounce it? My middle name, Caroline. Yeah. You're Caroline. Mm -hmm. Okay. Not Carolyn. Caroline. No, okay. And what does that mean? It means little and strong. Okay. I found some other meanings. What did you find? I found free woman. I also found it to mean joy and lighthearted song. That one, that one made me laugh. Uh, because, and, and there's an interesting point here, um, the name Adriana 
with its French roots, that means dark, uh, was believed by some to impart to those named Adriana a lightheartedness. And then to have a middle name, Caroline, which can mean lighthearted song. So you you name the kid dark, but you want some lightheartedness. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So, you know, a a, a lighthearted, lighthearted song. Sounds like a medieval kind of thing. It could be her name, though. There you go. Lighthearted, lighthearted song. Of course, that's not anything to do with why you're actually named that. No. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. Sometimes we like making stuff up. So you found, so free woman, joyful, and you said what, Adriana? Uh, Little and strong. Strong. Little and strong. Song of happiness. That works, too. Mm -hmm. Song of happiness. That's the lighthearted song. Yes. And, And so which grandma is it? After whom you get the middle name? My mom's mom. Mom's mom. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, that's fine. So you get a family connection there. I do. All right. So the other question we had for you is probably the bigger question and the one that we really hope to get the meat of our conversation out of. Uh, and, and that is, what are the top three to five things that have formed you into who you are? That was a really tough one. And it's, I mean, it's intentionally a broad and wide open question. We didn't Mm -hmm. say experiences or people or events, things, right? Things are pretty broad. Mm -hmm. So why was that a hard one for you? Well, it was difficult, but also like it was easy at the same time. So first and foremost, what formed me into who I am today is God. Um, So that's first and foremost. But then my parents so God has really worked through them. Um, I was very blessed to grow up in a really strong Christian family and have very strong Christian parents. They always brought us to church, youth group. Um, it was just a part of our everyday living. Um, they always taught us that it, who we are um, always goes back to our faith, which was huge. Um, I grew up being homeschooled, um, so it was always integrated into our curriculum, we were always out in the community serving, um, and they just kind of taught all of those things to us. I want to I want to come back to that one because I don't want to skip over the first one because with the first so we said what are the top three to five things and you said God mm-hmm. and then you moved on to your family. Let's go back to God for a minute. Okay. Um, how is it that God formed you? Well, he knew me even before I was born, so he's the one that created so you, you, me. And, and Adriana says this with like a flip of the hand as if an of course, mm-hmm. but it's not an of course. Not everybody, so that you know that is a big deal. Well, and not everybody has the, you know, the, the working knowledge of Psalm 139 that you have because of our theme here at school this year, or maybe you had that before then, but particularly our theme at school here at St. Paul's this year is uh, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Mm-hmm. And part of that is that you, oh God, formed my formed me uh, in my mother's womb, that you knit together my most inward parts. Right? So who, who formed you? Well, God did, mm-hmm. which for us is kind of a duh, mm-hmm. but really important that we actually confess it. So that's physically formed, but so how, so I, I guess I want to, or maybe we'll, maybe we'll circle back to well, this. Just because, kind yeah. of, yeah, it all flows into it because he just put the people in my path and all of that stuff. So it'll all intertwine. Fair so enough. God, family, what's next? Can I continue with family? Oh, things? sorry. We're still yep. on family. Yes, we are still on family. Pastor Shockman, quit jumping ship. 
<laughs> so with my parents, um, they have always taught us to be confident in who we are. But that's where it kind of goes into being fearfully and wonderfully made because they told us that like our self-confidence really is rooted in Christ because we're confident in who we are because of who he made us because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Um, and that's one thing growing up, sometimes people would point that out like, wow, you're really like self-confident. And it's like, well, I still have insecurities just like everybody else has, but I'm confident in who God made me and what I'm doing because this is what he made me for. And I'm fulfilling his plan for me and he's working through me and in me um, to fulfill that. I'm curious, did you have a, did you have a sense? When, or when did you have the sense that you wanted to be a teacher? When I was like really young. So one of our neighbors um, did not believe in God at all. So we would come home from Sunday school and I would always ask for extra Sunday school lessons um, and then come home and in the garage, we would sit on five gallon buckets and I would teach the Sunday school lesson to them. And I just always loved it and being homeschooled. Um, we were kind of, you know, helping one another and different things like that. How old I, were you at the time? Um, when I started teaching Sunday school in my neighbors. Yeah. When you started, yeah. When you started teaching Sunday school in your garage. Yeah. Probably like around nine ish, somewhere around there. Love it. Yeah. Not surprised. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It went, I'm curious. So since we're there, when, do you recall when the first time was that somebody said, Adriana, you're going to be a teacher someday? Um, yeah, my mom, my parents, they got me a teacher kit for like a play one. I still have it. Um, and I put it in my classroom sometimes, but for Christmas one year they got it and they're like, you're going to be a teacher. And what was your, what was the teacher kit? This is awesome. Um, it was like a little foldable thing. So it opened up and then it had like a pointer and I still have the pointer. It's in my classroom now. Um, and it had like a little mini whiteboard with a calendar and different things like that. So I would play school with all my siblings and yeah. And teach Sunday school lessons to the neighborhood kids in the garage. Yeah. With your teacher kit. Yes. Beautiful. So God, family, family taught you to be confident in Christ mm -hmm. um, and to serve. I'm curious a little bit more on the service stuff. Yeah. So uh, because I was homeschooled, it allowed me to be out in the community more often. So we did a lot um, visiting shut-ins. We were at a lot of those different things out in the community. We also were really big into 4-H. So we ha I held a lot of different leadership roles in that as well. Um, I was president, vice president. I also was like an ambassador. Eventually, um, I did an internship through 4-H too. So that kind of helped get me out in the community. Um, but my family's like one of those families that everybody in the neighborhood would just always come and play and like that safe place. Mm -hmm. um, so growing up, that was everybody would just kind of gather at my parents' house um, and same like when we would go to stores and go shopping and different things like that, like random people would just open up to my mom and tell them their whole life story and just so different things like that. And I always learned to take every moment because that's the moment that God placed you in and you should like live in that moment and reach out to those people, even if it's just like a smile or how are you doing? And even if you don't know them, because that's what they need and God placed you there. And um, it's your opportunity to share God's love with others, because that might be the only opportunity that they have 
to know Christ, and he put you in that place um, for that time. So to, to declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Exactly. Or something like that. Yeah. I think I've read that somewhere before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've got God made you, formed you quite literally, but also mm-hmm. along the way. Mm-hmm. Parents, family, mm-hmm. siblings are all part of that uh, second point of what formed you along the way. Mm-hmm. Is there more to that second one or are you ready to move to the third? Um, I'm ready to move to the third. Lay it on us. All right. My third one is my mentors. So God has placed a lot of mentors throughout my life. Um, and kind of looking back at that, there's so many people that he placed in my life to help guide me um, and grow my faith in multiple ways into who I am today. Um, some of those people are grandparents. Um, like one of my grandparents, he is no longer with us, but he, we would always come back from confirmation or things like that, and we would just talk all about what we're learning and he would have his small catechism there and we would just talk about it for hours and it was really cool um and then my grandma she is still with us and I'm very close with her today um and that's the one that I'm named after my middle name is and she's just always there encouraging praying for us she'll call and check in on me how are you doing what can I pray for you like she's always like strong and she is very involved in her church and just again like servant-hearted goes out and serves whatever she can do brings meals to people um and always reaching out to others so she's been a huge part of my so life do you call grandma regularly i do yeah yep i'll bet she loves it she does <laughs> yes i'll bet she loves it that's awesome so you said um, grandparents. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about mentors. Mentors, yeah. Grandma and grandpa. Yep. Give us some more. Okay. Another one that's been huge in my life. Wait, wait. Um, some more mentors. Talk about some more of those mentors. Is so, that is that where you're going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I thought you were there. moving on to number no, four. No. So another mentor <laughs> in my life. <laughs> um, he. Passed away almost a year. It'll be like a year in November. Um, but I met him through a youth group, um, St. John's in West Bend. And he did a lot of missions trips. And he was one of those that would call me up. Hey, how are you doing? What can I pray for you? Um, how can I pray for you? What's life, like? What's God telling you to do? And so we would meet regularly and just talk, and it was just, he would come on some of the missions trips with us, um, and he was just a great example. Just one of those accountability partners, like, what are you reading? What's God telling you? Just one of those to come alongside you and guide you, and he was really big into the missions, so I went on a few missions trips with him. And what, What's his name? Um, David Reed. David Reed. Mm-hmm. And he, you said he died last year? Yeah, unexpectedly passed away. Wow. How old? Um, I think he was in his 50s. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Did he have wife and kids and stuff? No? Nope. Single dude. Yeah. Living for Jesus. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was just full life, too. Life on mission. Just going and serving. and Awesome. Yeah. Is there another mentor that sticks out there for you? There is. So I've had a lot of coaches throughout the year. Um which we'll kind of wrap into number four. Um, So I'll skip over that for now. 
But when I was like 14, 15, and 16, I worked on a farm. Um, and it was an organic vegetable farm, a CSA, and it's called High Cross Farm. Um, and the owners of it are very strong Christians. And we always began our day together and we would pray. Um, and it was just that time like, what's heavy on your heart? How can I pray for you today in that time together? Just like we do at St. Paul's every morning. And it was just like, I felt like that burden was just lifted off of you. It was that time for fellowship to pray for one another. Um, and it just made us like a family. Uh, and he was a great, great mentor. Um, and brought in a lot of people, helped a lot of people. So yeah, he was a, they're a big part of my life. And so what, what are their names? Um, they work, well, it's High Cross Farm is the name of the farm, but yeah. Steve and Kath. Cool. So y- you've had c- quite a growing up around farms. 4-H, my kids were in 4-H when we were out in uh, La Crosse mm-hmm. before we came here. Of course, my kids did things like art projects and birdhouses and mm-hmm. dog project and training, trained one of our dogs to find little critters. Both helpful and not so helpful all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So what kind of stuff did you do in 4-H? I did trap shooting um, and Love archery. It. Okay. I did cake decorating. Um, I also did scrapbooking, youth leadership, basketry, um, gardening. What was your favorite? Trap shooting and archery and yeah. youth leadership. Yeah. Blowing stuff up. And putting frosting on cakes. <laughs> yeah, and cake decorating. I love cake decorating. Yeah. Still do and it you to can't, this day. You can't see Adriana on the podcast, but she's this wiry, thin runner, you know, built for long distance, not like dwarves that are, that are you know, slow and endurance, just more elf-like if we're talking Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah. And long distance go. She came back from a run the other day. Um, I asked her, so how far did you go today? And you said, oh, like four miles. You know, like most people would walk a block. Adriana's over here like, oh, yeah, it was four miles. I'm like, oh, yeah. She's like, yeah, it was kind of slow. I was only running six-minute, 30-second miles for four miles consecutively. And she has asthma. Mm-hmm. It, I, <laughs> hmm. Hey, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. All right, so mentors, mm-hmm. going backwards, family, yep. before that God. Mm-hmm. Who comes after mentors? Or what comes after mentors that formed and shaped you? Running. 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 So I started running freshman year of high school. Um, I played soccer for years, and then in eighth grade is where it stopped, and I come from a very athletic family, love sports. So I decided that I would take up cross country, had no clue what I was getting myself into. Went to the first practice and was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. And then everybody else had already been practicing for weeks and I left incredibly sore. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. And And this is homeschool association, I assume? Yep. And then I uh, went to my first race and then was hooked from there. Um, Always loved running. Um, so what was it you said you went to your first race and mm-hmm. you were hooked from so what was it maybe just the competition I don't know it's my time when I run it's my time with God like it's just me and God on the course 
gutting it out. I mean, sometimes it's deep prayer, and then other times it's like, God, just get me through this because I'm dying and I need to finish. Um, or sometimes there's different songs, Christian songs, hymns playing in my head, um, just my time to just worship and be with him in his creation, out running. Um, I really like running on trails and different things like that, and cross country is more of that. Um, and it was just my time to just kind of go away from the world and be with God and de-stress. And and see, I was going to make a joke earlier about being on a cross-country team as part of a homeschool group. Does that mean that you're constantly running away from home? Some things aren't funny. Uh, <laughs> even if you have to explain them. And my most of my jokes are in that category. Um <laughs> I was amused by it, but usually I contain them, right? But that one just made me laugh. Um, so, but seriously, as you're as you're running part of a homeschool group and and letting what you've been created by both God and your family and the faith that was the foundation of that life together, mm-hmm. it, more than beating the person in front of you, more than. Uh, even beating your own personal time, mm-hmm. y- you, as I've watched you continue to run, because you still run like in ways that make me hurt just thinking about, um, you are driven to run because God made you to run. Mm-hmm. And you do what you want to do, what God built you to do mm-hmm. the best you can. And that was, that was difficult once I got to college. Cause once I got to college, high school, senior year, I had an amazing season and God really blessed me. I was, uh, won a lot of my races and was front, um, and coming into college, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. I went to rain park for two years and then transferred to Concordia in Mequon, Wisconsin, which yeah, is over by Mequon. Lake Michigan, North of Milwaukee for listeners who aren't local. So I went there and right away in the season, I ended up getting hurt really quick. Um, And it took us a while to figure out what it was, but I tore my labrum and my hip, um, which is incredibly painful. Um, And And you ran through it? So I did run through it. Um, And God has taught me so much through that because... So so he was blessing you there too. 100%. Absolutely. It's through those challenges that you grow the most. And if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Because God puts those challenges in your life to change you and draw you closer to him. Um, And that's where, like, my faith just grew so much. Because even though I was in a lot of pain and struggling and gutting it out, and I had that perseverance just to keep pushing on through it because it was something I really wanted, and I felt like God wanted me to keep pushing on, so I did. Um, And I did my junior season and senior season, so Two seasons back-to-back, I ran like that um, because it took us a while to figure out what it actually was. And my coach was incredible. So he was another one of my mentors, and he always told us, take the pain that you're in right now, and it doesn't even measure up or come even close to the pain that Jesus went through on the cross. And think about what he did for you. So when you're out there running and you're gutting it out on the course and you're tired and you're exhausted and you're in pain, think back to what Jesus did for you and how he was nailed on that cross because pain you're going through is not even close 
Um, and that has always stuck with me. Um, and I just continue to think about that. The pain that I'm going through right now is not even close. And are you talking here like sharp physical pain or something else? Yeah. Sharp physical pain. All of the above. All the above. Yep. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you could spin the, the flip side of that. Right. No, no, no. It just the, that word of wisdom. Mm-hmm. I think about the, the pain that Christ endured. You could also run the Pauline way of it and say this slight momentary affliction, although right in this moment, it feels like the heaviest thing ever mm-hmm. is nothing mm-hmm. compared to the weight of the eternal glory that is prepared for us mm-hmm. because of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. So you can think of, oh, yeah, Jesus died and he went through way worse. I can do this. Or I can endure this because it's going to go away. It and is. what's coming. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about that before. That's yeah. kind of why I yep. bring it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it really taught me a lot of perseverance and that I'm always going to have those struggles and those hills to climb. Um, but God's always there to strengthen me and guide me through it. And he never leaves me or forsakes me. Um, so it was a huge, huge point in my life that really grew me a lot. And... That is I struggling quickly. struggling with injury and being much more challenged by other elite runners in mm-hmm. college. Okay. Yeah, and I learned that, like, yes, it was great to be in the front, but sometimes, actually all the time, finishing the race that God has set before you is what really matters. So it's finishing a race, um, and that's my mindset now. When I go out and I run and I race now, it's – well, what's your goal? I might have a time in mind roughly, but it's really just finishing the race um, because it doesn't matter how you get there um, as long as you get there and you're going to stumble and you're going to fall, but it's always picking yourself up and trusting God and running towards that. Um, and running with perseverance, the race marked out before you. Mm-hmm. Hebrews. Yep. I, I think I've read something. <laughs> well, like and you're, but you're, you know, I fought the good fight, mm-hmm. Pauline. I have, finished the race mm-hmm. that isn't I, I love that phrase i think that may be a keeper it's great to be in front but it's more important to finish mm-hmm. it is that's that's a keeper that is for a, sure that is that's a keeper yeah all right so yep. yeah what, what else um and romans chapter five verses three through five were huge during that time of running to and even do you know now, do you know them by heart? Kind of. Go for it. Do your best. Um, suffering produces perseverance. Perver- perseverance produces character, and character hope. Yeah. And then it goes on further. And hope does not disappoint mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So that that's interesting. I mean, I was a football player and a basketball player, but I mean, generally speaking, the advice we get from people is. A cons- you know, a good bit amount of pain is a signal that something is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems for you, uh, that's actually a signal to see if I can push a little further. <laughs> She's giggling. Perseverance and grit. <laughs> okay. Christ in all things. Because <laughs> suffering produces perseverance. And perseverance produces character. And Lubner's full of character. And character produces hope. And she's got a bucket load of hope. So, you know. I think we had to come back yeah. to that. We should take a break now. I agree. Because that point right there, that's where I think we should pick up when oh. we come back. Oh, indeed. So uh, stay tuned, folks. We'll come right back. 
For show notes and other information about this or other episodes of Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. To support Christ in All Things, click the donate page at either ChristInAllThings.org or SPLCO.org. In thanks for a one-time gift of $100 or more, you receive a pair of nerdy blue light blocking glasses with the Christ in All Things logo on them. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. Patrons who subscribe for a monthly gift of $20 or more will have early access to the show and receive some on-air clapping. As well as a pair of Wisconsin-made Christ in All Things hiking socks. Gifts of $1,000 or more will receive thunderous on-air clapping. And a word of thanks. Plus a handmade leather Christ in All Things folio by the Murdy Creative Company. For a gift of $10,000 or more, we will go bleeping bananas. <laughs> Do a happy dance and take the show on the road to your home or wherever it is you'd like to fly us to record with you. All post-production surplus supports youth ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street, Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or call us at 262-567-5001. Intro, outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl, copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.